Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The finals are over. And once again, the Warriors are the NBA champions. It's time for Warriors Wrap-Up Wrap up on 95.7 The Game. The Warriors are the kings of the sporting world once again. They have won back-to-back championships. They've won three of four. They have submitted their place in sports history as a dynasty. What a win sweeping. Yes, sweeping only the ninth time that the finals have had a sweep with a victory on the road in Cleveland, 108-85. to Chris Townsend, we've got Matt Steinmetz, Daryl the Guru Johnson coming to you live from Oracle. What a special night. The party outside was absolutely incredible. I hope everybody, if you weren't here at the watch party and you were watching when ABC went live here, you saw this place was sold out. It was so, we're talking probably 18, 19,000 and it was so loud. And the celebration outside after the joy that you see in these fans, Matt, you went through all those bad years with these fans. I did, Daryl, you did too. Matt, to see the joy, three out of four two in a row it's just amazing the fact that they had a full house in here tonight was the first remarkable thing and then the fact that they were just up all game long and for the fans townie the the great thing about a game like this is the whole fourth quarter just becomes a celebration there's no nail biting there's no there's no hand wringing there was nothing like that it was just uh it was just eighteen thousand people soaking it in for as long as possible and then they went outside and continued and uh it's it's funny townie we we all kind of figured that this series was going to end either tonight or or in game five but then it ends and you start realizing how amazing it is three and four years is something that doesn't happen all the time obviously back-to-back champions the golden state warriors and every time they have a success like this I really do hearken back to the 12-year drought and the fact that this team was on the periphery of the NBA a decade and two decades ago. Nobody even knew where Golden State was, where they played. And now everybody knows, not just in the NBA, but worldwide, Townie. It is a global brand. Yeah, I'm on a natural high. It's not just men. It's the women. It's the kids. It's the people that work here. Everybody's walking around with a pep in their step. Their chest is out. Their shoulders are high. They're proud. And this was a show tonight. You would have thought the game was here. Guess what? It wasn't. (laughs) I had to remind myself. But for them to go back-to-back, three and four, and you guys just talked about where they started from, how bad it was, how important. Embarrassed you were sometimes to talk about Warrior basketball. And the beautiful thing about it, when I saw Jay uh, Lakeup uh, on the uh, television, 
I mean, he has to be so proud. I don't even want to bring up bad moments, but the time this building booed him and they didn't understand or see the vision. This is the vision, and I get more excited, Townie, when I think about we're just in the embryo stages of this. This is going to be the capital of the NBA. Get ready for this. The Warriors are the fourth different NBA franchise to win at least three titles in a four-year span. Lakers, wow. Celtics, Bulls, <laughs> Warriors. VIP. Think about that one for a minute. You're talking about the royalty of the NBA, especially the Lakers and the Celtics. You're talking about the greatest players to have ever played. Now, the Bulls did it. They had their one hell of a run with their core, arguably the greatest player of all time, Michael Jordan. But you think of all the Laker teams. You think of all the Celtics teams. You have the Golden State Warriors are now being mentioned with those other franchise. That that tells you everything you need to know about where this franchise is. And as as, as Daryl said, we've got a long way to go because this this core, they're going to be together. And can they rifle off a few more? I, I hope I'm along for the ride because this. I know for us in our careers, this has just been absolutely incredible to watch this dominance, and it is dominance. And Tim Roy did say it. He goes, you know, the thing. It was much harder this year, and what Tim, what Tim really respected about this team is remember in the Western Conference Finals they had to go win game seven against a very good Rocket team on the road to get to this point. Down eleven at half. Yeah, that's I'm, you know what I'm looking at right now, Townie? I'm looking at the Warriors franchise index, and I'm going back to uh, 96, 97, all right, 20 years ago. Now, some young people might think that's a long, long time ago, but when you get to be a little bit older, you realize 20 years isn't really that long, all right? They won 19 games. These are consecutive seasons, 19 wins. 21 wins, 19 wins, 17 wins, 21 wins. They went five straight years without winning more than 21 games, Townie. 21 games in a season. And to think that now they've won three in four years, again, it's just something that you would have never been able to comprehend had you been told it 20 years ago. Get ready for this one. Steph Curry is now the eighth player with three titles and multiple MVPs, joining the group of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Bill Russell, Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, and Tim Duncan. Yeah, and I'm I'm sorry. I, I'm already hitting the plus button on my calculator. Like, if he were to get one more, who's in that group? But, I mean, just to, to hear you say that and to think about where he's come from in regard to his injuries and perseverance, this is a beautiful thing. As soon as I was with you, as soon as the ball was tipped, five minutes in the game, Steiny, I just looked around. The Cavs can't beat the Warriors. No. And I'm not going to come down on LeBron, this or that. This is about the Warriors. They're like a, the Avengers. They just got so much at their disposal when it comes to star players 
get ready because this is not going anywhere. And the enhancements, wherever you think this team needs them, are on their way. They'll come. But Tuesday, will will be proud, is, is the greater Bay Area. And this team will get on the float, which has become an old hat probably to some of these players. Well, I'll tell you this. It's once we get to this point and it's over and you're the champion, I've noticed this throughout the years, is that once you are the champion – Everything that happened, you know, who you beat, what you're on top of the mountain and everybody's looking up at you. And that's all that matters. No matter who you played in the playoffs, who you played in the conference finals, it's now just about you. And Kevin Durant is the back-to-back MVP of the finals. He joins a list. How about this list of back-to-back finals MVPs? LeBron James, Kobe Bryant, Shaquille O'Neal, Michael Jordan, and Akeem Olajuwon. These guys are joining the greats of their sport. They sure are, and they're building a legacy. You know, people, I, I've heard, I heard some of the interviews afterwards. I, I, you know, heard Rick Welch say, you know, appreciate this because you don't know when it's going to come around again. It's not going to come around again. It's not. This is it. This is, <laughs> this is, how can it get better than this, Townie? How can it? You telling me they're going to maybe win another one next year or maybe get to the finals and then 10, 15 years from now they're going to put together a team like this again? I don't think it's possible because this team is so – it's not only a champion, Townie, it's a distinctive champion. It's got – it's got four players in Curry and Durant and Clay and Draymond that are that are that are unique, that are special, and it is going to be. I, don't ask me if they're the greatest team ever, because I'm never going to say they are, and I'm never going to say they aren't. But they definitely belong in the conversation when we're talking about the Bulls, the Celtics, the Showtime Lakers, the 60s Celtics, and some of the greatest teams that we've seen in this league. Well, when you think of some of the greatest teams in American sports history, the long, long runs, usually it was a long time ago because having a run like this is very tough because we have a salary cap, because we have free agency. That's why when everybody, if Rick Welt says really enjoy it, you must because things will change over the years. So that's why you really need to soak this in because this is true greatness. Yeah, and you talk about, uh, you know, the stars, the Fantastic Four, but it's all the way down the roster that the Warriors have hit home runs. You see JaVale McGee looking like a kid playing basketball for the first time after not getting in pretty much at all against the Houston Rockets, but he hangs in there. He's cheering everybody else on. Zaza, Nick Young, all the way down the chain. These guys are a band of brothers, and David West came out a couple weeks ago. I will not forget it because it was profound, and he said in any other NBA locker rooms, there would be friction, but with this Golden State Warrior team, man, they have each other's back, and if I'm not playing and my number's not getting called, I'm not going to Hulk. I'm a cheer on the next guy, and that's why it's beautiful to see everybody get in and contribute from young Jordan Bell, who was forgot about during the playoffs. I love it, and you got to give credit to Steve Kerr because he's keeping everybody. I'll go poker, body in. It's funny you were talking about Guru talking about band of brothers. David West was talking to Mark Spears of the Undefeated, who comes on our show a lot. And apparently David West said to Mark Spears that uh, you guy, you got no clue 
no clue uh, about what happened with his team, and nothing came out. So apparently, you know, according to Spears, David West says there was a lot going on behind the scenes that people will be surprised about when it comes out about this team. Really? And what David West was saying was the fact that you all didn't hear some of the stuff is a testament to how tight we really are. In other words, what he's saying is some stuff happened. It didn't mean they weren't tight. It just meant there were probably some – there was probably friction somewhere, as you would expect to happen with a championship team. But the fact that it didn't get out was something that maybe makes this team – even more special what it was i have no idea the golden state warriors are the champs and this four-year run how good has this four-year run been i have the numbers for you and we can make an argument it's the greatest four-year run in the history of the nba you're listening to warriors wrap-up championship edition presented by arlo smart home security years ago it seemed like a dream this feels more like reality and i hope that doesn't sound arrogant you know that's the talent we have and that's the experience we've gained but it's a very different feeling you know it's still euphoric but three years ago was i can't believe this happened now it's i can definitely believe this happened but it was hard and it gets more and more difficult uh, as you go through next year will be even even tougher i may not show up until all-star break because they're not going to listen to me anyway the warriors are the 2018 nba champions now back to warriors wrap up on 95 7 the game championship edition it's brought to you by arlo smart home security that man's got eight rings now steve kerr yeah he's got eight rings yeah i mean what a career unbelievable i mean just for him to get five as a player now you had three as a coach pretty amazing i don't think there's ever been anything like it right in the sport well you mean all you mean doing different things yeah i mean bill russell's 11 yeah but those are he had one i think when oh he was i got the, you yeah. oh yeah he was the coach uh, he was a player coach talk about a guy who played now a head coach you know, uh, I know Pat no. Riley's got rings, but Pat Riley doesn't didn't have five as a. I mean, he's got five championship rings as a player and three as a head coach. And still counting. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how many people. I, I mean, you really have to research this from a player to a head coach standpoint. Whether we're going to talk about Major League Baseball, clearly nothing like that's ever happened in the NFL, and really would have to research hockey. But what a run for that man! Yeah, no doubt about it, and and you get the sense that he really is the perfect guy to coach this team because it's not easy to deal with the various personalities of the team and and great coaches don't treat every player the same they treat every player differently and you got to treat Draymond Green differently than Steph Curry and you got to treat Steph Curry differently than Kevin Durant and you got to treat Kevin Durant differently than Klay Thompson. I mean, Klay Thompson's low maintenance. Draymond's uh, high emotion. Kevin Durant's on the sensitive side. Steph Curry is, you know, pretty pretty down the middle. I think you would say. So I think Steve Kerr's done a real nice job, clearly, with this team. And I guess you know we could talk about Durant winning the MVP. We could talk about. 
we haven't even mentioned that LeBron James apparently punched a, a blackboard after game one after the uh, after they let game one slip away and and broke his hand or had a contusion in his right hand so he played the last three games with with a contusion not that that uh, not that that diminishes what the Warriors did at all, uh, but it's just a lot of things are coming out of uh, of this game and and this series, and it's just pretty amazing what they've what they've been able to accomplish. And w- honestly, what Joe Lacob's been able to accomplish, I mean, he bought this team in 2010, and they struggled for the first two years under him, and. Then they started going to the playoffs, and then they started winning titles. So yeah, you have to, you have to tip your hat to Joe Lacob. The number is triple eight nine five seven ninety five seventy. That's triple eight nine five seven ninety five seventy, including the postseason. Okay, the last four years, including the postseason, the Warriors are three hundred and twenty eight victories to just eighty three losses. That's a winning percentage of seven ninety eight. It's the greatest four-year winning percentage. It beats the Warriors, who had a another run where they had a 776 and two titles during that. The Chicago Bulls, 95 to 98, was a 758 winning percentage and three titles. And Lakers, 85 to 88, a 754 winning percentage and three titles. So the Warriors, in this stretch of four years, is the greatest winning stretch in the history of the NBA. Yeah, it, it's amazing. And you guys talk about Steve Kerr. And to me, the easiest part of his job is basketball. But just like Steiny mentioned, when you talk about those – personalities and how you have to treat each one different but not be a pushover at the same time and 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 keep respect from the players which he's gotten I mean this guy is coming his came up aces it's beautiful but with winning comes jealousy envy and hate and the Warriors experienced some of that, but now it's times 10. And you're already hearing people say they're ruining the NBA because they're winning. You didn't hear that when the Yankees were on their run or the Celtics or Lakers or Cowboys, whomever. This is going to be interesting, and you feel like fuel. Okay, can they get bored of winning? But when you hear people now with social media – throw rocks at what the Warriors have built and why they won. They won without KD. They won two with them. But don't act like it didn't start until he came here. I can't wait to see how that just puts fuel in their fire to keep this thing going. Because right now, I mean, this thing is a juggernaut with no stop stopping uh, in the foreseeable future. Let's hear from the fans. Brought to you by Nation's Giant Hamburgers. Keep it real. Make it Nation's. Dre in Central California. Lead us off here on Warriors Wrap Up. Give you guys a little Ric Flair. Woo! <laughs> Downy, shiny. Good times to be a Warrior fan. I know I've said that many times. But this team right now, just like Goo just got done saying, they're still young. They're still young. There's, I can see three more, four more in the works. And, uh, Steiny, I heard you reading like 20 years ago, the wins, what, four seasons without even 22 wins? Five. Hey, us Warrior fans, we deserve this. Mm. Let them hate. Let them hate. Uh, I've been a Warrior fan so long, they used to call me Victor Alexander back on the court. Uh, I know some guys don't really know me that well when I go play on the now, now, man, they still call me Big Vic on the floor, and I don't even know why. But everybody out there who's a Warrior fan, congratulations to you. I love your guys' show. 
can't wait to hear it next year. Thanks for having me on the championship show. Yeah, thank you so much. One of our good callers, loyal callers. And the thing about this team, guys, is that everybody loves them. You hear the other franchises in the Bay Area talk about the Warriors. They're fans of the Warriors. When we're here for these playoff games and you're seeing some of the greats, whether it's Barry Bonds or Ronnie Lott, these guys showing up because they love basketball and they love the Warriors. And then you come to these watch parties. And what do you see at these watch parties? You see all these kids, little kids, who normally can't come to these games because it's so expensive, but they come to the watch party. Little kids, for some reason, identify with this team like no other team I've ever seen before, Matt. Well, I've always thought that this team has a unique relationship with its fans, a little bit different than than any other fans relationship with their teams. Not that it's better uh, th- than any other team, but it's different. And I think it does stem from the fact that this team went 12 years and and 17 out of 18 years not making the playoffs. And even before that, Townie, they'd make the playoffs, but this franchise since 75 has not had a lot of success. And this fan base, I think one of the things about the Bay Area that kind of gets glossed over is the Bay Area has basketball fans. There are a lot of basketball fans in the Bay Area. And all through those losing seasons – There was always the sentiment that, boy, if this team ever got good, they would really be supported. Boy, if this team, this is a, this is a sleeping giant here in the Bay Area with this team and this fan base. And we saw a little bit of it uh, with, we believe clearly in 2007, but this is a whole nother level. Um, That was the first time that the Warriors had made the playoffs. And what happened there was its own special entity, really. But what we're looking at now is something that is it's unparalleled, clearly, for the Warriors. And it's something that anybody who was around for the, the, the dog days when they, they couldn't win games to save their lives, they do deserve this. There's, there's no doubt about it. It sounds corny, but, I mean, you know how hard it, you know how hard it is to not win 22 games or more, five straight seasons. I mean, you almost have to try to do that in the NBA to win only 21 games or fewer. So for all those fans, I'm always ecstatic for them. They've gone from irrelevant to the most popular team potentially on the planet. I know there's some soccer teams, but when we look at how big the Warriors are, like in China – I, it, it, the Warriors are it's, – it's, it's hard to put it into words. And they got two of the top five players with Steph and KD in the NBA, arguably. And then you talk about China. We got China Clay. That's his territory. I mean, this thing is just <laughs> – it's beautiful. It's special. Triple eight nine five seven ninety five seventy championship edition of Warriors wrap up after the Warriors beat the Cavs and they sweep them with a 108-85 victory. And, oh, yeah, Vegas has spoken – And Vegas says they're the big favorites again next year. It's Warriors Wrap-Up presented by Arlo Smart Home Security. Oh, snap. Yeah. Clay just Googled himself and say three-time champion already. (laughs) That's dope. Now back to Warriors Wrap-Up on the home of the 2018 NBA champions. 95-7 the game. 
I agree. That is pretty dope. What made him say I'm a Google me? <laughs> I don't know, but that's pretty cool. You can Google Artie it. Artie says three-time wow. champ, and I'm just paving the way for the Basketball Hall of Fame. It's Warriors Wrap-Up presented by Arlo Smart Home Security. Chris Towns and Matt Steinmetz, Daryl the Guru Johnson. We're taking your phone calls at 888-957-9570. Already coming out, the Warriors are the favorites to win the NBA title again next year, followed by Houston, Philly, Boston, and this team surprised me. Lakers. The Lakers. They know something we don't know? Well, I think I, I think if if you've been following basketball, it's about where LeBron James is going to go, and the Lakers are a team that's mentioned. I'm sure Cleveland's uh, probably a little lower than they should be because the odds are that he's going to leave. Uh, who else is going to be up there? I think the Heat are probably higher than you would think because there's talk about him going there. Houston's going to be high because there's talk about – that's a possibility, but they're a good team uh, to begin with. And you know what? The Warriors can stay where they are, and apparently if LeBron James takes a meeting with them, that won't really change their odds one way or the other because they're what? Even money right now? Oh, people people will lose. They will lose their minds if they hear Joe Lacob or the Golden State Warriors or Bob Myers or whoever is going to meet with LeBron James. Yeah. People will lose their minds. And it's, it's fascinating because it's the 9th of June. KD made his decision the 4th of July. You do the math there. We're, we're almost a month away from LeBron, if, if that's the timeline, of letting us know where he's taking his services. And then, like I told Steiny, that's who the biggest foe will be for the Golden State Warriors outside of the Boston Celtics with their stars coming back. I can't wait. The summer of LeBron. Oh. I have a feeling, though, we will not have Jim Gray and a special uh, TV made-for-TV event. For I don't this know. Decision. I don't know. <laughs> I think I think he, I think he's a little older and a little wiser now, and realize, yeah, that probably wasn't a great move. Let's go to Fillmore, Mike in San Francisco. Go ahead, Fillmore. You're on ninety-five-seven, Mike. Hey, man. I'm gonna say this, man. This for the people. This for all the people that thought the Mookie blood like Trey was. You feel me? Or the pickup was a good pickup or Trey? You feel me? This for all the people that was rooting for Daniel Marshall in the uh in the in the in the in the, in the half season, NBA strike season to go to the All Star game. You feel me? We, we was what nineteen and twenty one. Jam- Antoine Jameson rookie season. You feel me? I really appreciate Townie being on there. He a real town native. He loved the town so much. He be hating on the Frisco on the low. I love. <laughs> He's from San Jose. Uh, uh, keep Thank it you, real. Fillmore. Oh God! On the down low. No, but, but he he hits it perfectly. Totally. I remember, all the boat. Larry all Hughes. Oh my God, Larry Hughes. Remember he tried to hype up Larry Hughes. But we but the Bay always supported this team. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I mean, those weren't just down years. They were da- embarrassing. Like, you knew they weren't going to win, but we still, and I'm saying we, we still showed up. A lot of my hard-earned dollars went into seeing Bimbo Coles and the, <laughs> and, and the Mike Dunleavy's of the world. Tony, the Warriors used to market the opposing players. That's how bad this franchise was. 
they would sell four and six game packages uh, that revolved around certain teams, and it would say, you know, get your four game package to the Lakers and see Kobe Bryant and Shaq come in here. Yeah, that was the first time, you know, really, and that and we'd ever really seen that where it was pretty smart marketing because your team was terrible and you knew everybody wanted to see the Lakers so you put a a package around that that was the first time I think we'd ever seen that before here in the Bay Area well they also had a, a you know their slogan was a great time out for a, for several I don't know if several but a few years there yeah, and the them. reason that was the was the slogan was because they because they weren't very good, they felt like they had to at least put on a show here during the timeouts and at halftime and just try to create an environment of of fun beyond the court. So it, it wasn't even all about basketball when they said a great timeout. It was, hey, come on out to Oracle, and even if we don't win, we're going we're gonna to make sure you have some fun. So this is so much different than that, and it's just uh, – just a great thing for the Bay Area fans who have been with this team for so long. The best player on the team was the mascot Thunder at one point. He was the best athlete on the floor. <laughs> Rest right? in peace. <laughs> I yeah. mean, that's where we were. Let's go to Charlie in New York. Charlie, welcome to 95.7. Hey, hey, what's up, fellas? How are you? How are you? Um, I, I, I've been rooting for this team since 1981. And to I am truly humbled by their greatness. And to, to say that I'm a fan of a dynasty, just I'm 50 years old and I feel like I'm 13. And none of these titles get old. I I, I am just beside myself. I, I to sit there in the fourth quarter and, and like Matt said, this game was not a nail biter. And I could just sit back and, and enjoy uh, this. This performance is, is, I am truly humbled, and I am so proud to be a Warriors fan. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Well said. Thank wow. you. I was from the cardiac muscle. That's the What What did you guys think of, of Durant winning the MVP? Is there any – because, it, you know, there's, we, we heard it here. We were in the building. Uh, watching it with 18,000. And there seemed to be a little bit of, of disappointment that Steph Curry didn't uh, win the MVP. It went to uh, Kevin Durant. Uh, 11 media members voted, and Durant got seven votes. Curry got four. And, you know, I was leading the train of uh, I wanted all 30 to get it. But, uh, Matt, it, I, I just felt disappointed in the sense that Steph Curry allowed Kevin Durant to come here and get to this plateau. And I know it's not Steph was owed it, but I just felt it was the right thing to do. And Steph could probably care less, but I was shocked. He had 37 points. Forget how he got them. Durant was a pedestrian, 7-17, had 20 points, and I just thought the number 37 and the three flurry, we saw a little bit of Curry flurry. I thought that would be enough to get the babyface assassin that vaunted NBA Finals MVP. But now Durant has put two together. You read off the list of the greats that have done it, and I got a picture of those greats. That's some bona fide company, I tell you. Well, and, 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 and if you think about the media members, how they went about it, I guarantee you Curry had a poor shooting performance in game three. It was bad. Well, and 
he only shot 40% for the, for the whole series. He didn't have one game where he made half his shots. Um, even look, the nine this is, threes. This huh? isn't this isn't the time to to yeah to like criticize Curry, but I actually think the voters got it right. Uh, Durant had more point, averaged more points, he averaged more rebounds, he averaged more assists than Steph Curry. Shot a higher percentage, and I just really think if you if you took all the names off the jerseys and you watched these four games, I think you would have to say Kevin Durant was the best all around player uh, in the series. I think. I th- I really do think you have to say that. And there's one guy, surprisingly, I think we need to bring up who also had a hell of a series. We'll get into that and your phone calls at 888-957-9570. A championship edition of Warriors Wrap-Up presented by Arlo Smart Home Security. We come back in the finals and just and, and, and coach calls on me and I get to start. I mean, it's just an amazing feeling. It really just proves like just anything you're going through, anything you're doing, stay focused. Just stay focused on your plan. Stay focused on your goals. Stay focused on your future. Don't don't let anybody on the outside affect what you have going on inside in, in, in your life. Because uh, I, it, it wasn't easy. It was hard. Oh, I'm not playing. It would be easy to get out of shape. It would be easy to, to just quit. Like, oh, forget it. I'm not playing anyway. Who cares? But I stayed focused. Uh, the team, they believed in me. And got the win the warriors are the 2018 nba champions now back to warriors wrap up on 95 7 the game we need to give javel mcgee a lot of props that was that was spot on very very efficient in this series and that's what's kind of different about basketball these days because when you really think about it and you think about the great teams they pretty much they had their starting five and they do the same starting five through the season, unless there was injuries, and then they'd have the same starting five throughout the playoffs right. to where styles make fights, so different guys are going to play for the Golden State Warriors. And, you know, we, we the Rocket series was going to be different from, from the Cavaliers series. I mean, we saw different people in the starting lineup. Yeah, and that's that's one of the things that uh, they were talking about after the after – the, uh, the game, Larry Harris, the Warriors uh, front office man who's uh, who works under Bob Myers, just saying, you know, most coaches, they shorten their rotation in the playoffs. But you look at this playoff run and, well, who helped the Warriors? Well, Iguodala ended up helping them. And Livingston obviously helped them. Looney helped them. McGee helped them at times. You know, Zaza got them through the regular season. So it really was – I mean, Quinn Cook helped him when Steph Curry got hurt. So so you go up and down this roster, and everybody kind of had a hand in it. And that's uh, – you know, that even makes it – that even makes it better because, you know, sometimes on a team when six guys are playing and six guys aren't, you do get a different feeling than, than – in this matter. Now, one of the reasons the Warriors and Kerr are able to use that many players is because they've got four great ones. And there's a lot of room for error and they got wiggle room. But nevertheless, there wasn't ever a time when a player was called upon where he just wasn't ready. I mean, somebody might have been called upon and not played well. But, I mean, have we heard of one attitude problem in the last three not or four one. years? Not one. No. And think about this, you know, a lot of coaches didn't play in the NBA. So 
how they do their business is how they do their business to where Steve Kerr said earlier this year, hey, listen, I was on a team where I never played, and I didn't feel like I was a part of it. I was there. I traveled around. I cashed the checks. But I didn't feel invested in it because I just didn't play. I can't. I can't remember. What, was it Orlando? Or was I can't remember what team he said he was on. We'd be like, I wouldn't play for three weeks. I think it was Orlando. Yeah, he said he wouldn't yeah. play for three weeks. So that's why that's he wants his guys to get in, so they always feel invested in this thing. Yeah, and these are you know top tier athletes. And what Javale McGee mentioned, the pitfalls. He could have easily what three days of half ass half ass in practice, falling out of shape. Your diet go to hell because. Because you're thinking, you know what, when is the next time I'm going to see the court? And to his credit, he went stretches weeks to where we didn't see him. And we're on the station. What's going on with JaVale? Oh, he's out of favor. But you're never really out of favor. It was just Kerr filling the, you know, like a Rubik's Cube, running with what he felt was the uh, right group of guys. But tonight, I know it's about the the name in the front, the Warriors. But when JaVale scored and guys off the bench scored, it just was more, it, not more special. It just, you could tell meant more to the fans too because they were rooting for the said guy because they didn't go into the tank and cry and throw a hissy fit. I'm a big JaVale McGee fan. Zaza talked about it also after where he, he said he knew he wasn't going to play. but and, and Tim Roy asked him and said, you know, you were, you were always so vocal, always supporting. He said, you know, looking down at the bench, you're always getting up and helping your guys. And Zaza said, you know, coaches make decisions. You have to honor it, but you got to help out the guys. And, you know, Zaza even admitted, he goes, I don't even know if I'll play next year. But this was something that, you know, he's a great teammate. They got a lot of great teammates. Now, whatever these issues behind closed doors, we'll find out. We'll see what happens. But obviously, it didn't affect the team enough. Kind of like maybe it's a la Oakland A's-ish from the uh, swinging A's that uh, <laughs> they the manager fought, and star player used to go at they, it. They fought each other before a World Series Man. game, for God's sakes. Wow. But you know what? You fight your brother, but you love your brother. Yeah, and that's what I talked about, brotherhood. Uh, this is a prime example of having a bunch of good guys uh, with one common goal at heart because egos – from the you know public eye, we didn't hear anything, and it looks like they're all on the same page. And from the first guy, from Kevin Durant down to the last guy, they're all enjoying this moment the same because Steve Kerr has set the tone in this locker room. And it all starts with Steph Curry. I mean, that's just the bottom line, at least, at least when we talk about players. Uh, you know, the fact that Durant came in here – and now he's been a two times Finals MVP. Um, you know, it's it's and and Curry's fine with that. I'm not saying Curry didn't want to. Curry wouldn't like to have an MVP, but I can't imagine he begrudges Kevin Durant uh, the MVP. And I just think Curry's Curry's personality really sets the tone for this team. It, it really, really does. I think his teammates really like him. I think that uh, I think he brings out the best in them, and I think you know a lot of times superstars have to be treated a certain way because they're superstars. And I never get the sense Curry thinks of himself as a superstar. I mean, he knows he is, but he also prides himself on on being one of the guys, being just one of the twelve players on the team, also. And I think that's something that. 
that everybody relates to, whether there's teammates or whether they're fans. Because you can just you can just tell that about Steph Curry. He's he's an unselfish superstar. And you two have covered teams. There's nothing like covering a phony. And I'm sure you've ran into an athlete oh. you guys covered, and you can't blow his cover, but you just know, like, man, this dude's so fake. And that goes back to Steph Curry. You know it's real, man. It's real. He's a good, down-to-earth superstar. It is tough to cover bad guys. It really is because it affects so much. When, you, when you're a bad guy in the locker room and you're a bad guy in the clubhouse, it really, like, I can tell you, like, the, Steph Curry is the complete opposite of Barry Bonds. Right. Right? I got to cover Barry Bonds. Everybody who covered Barry Bonds is going to tell you the exact same thing. That Giants locker room was, that the clubhouse, I should say, was so frosty. And then you throw Jeff Kent in there. He was no day at the beach either. That it was, you know, when Bonds, all these, you know, every single year when we start talking about Hall of Fame, our station will reach out to former Giants to talk about Bonds, and they won't come on. <laughs> wow. That, he didn't that, have yeah. a lot of friends, man. Yeah. He like Bobby Bonilla and Mike Devereaux, and there was like only a couple guys he was actually friends with. So that that's one thing. It's like Steph Curry is just he's a such a great sunlight, guy man. and it, it's just when the star player is a great guy it really changes a lot of things all right triple eight nine five seven ninety five seventy that's triple eight nine five seven ninety five seventy we'll take your phone calls we still have to go back to ohio john dickinson do you think he's soaked in champagne after the celebration there's a bubbly there's a great picture of clay thompson laying in like this bathtub full of champagne bottles how sweet it is it's a championship edition of warriors wrap up after the Warriors sweep the Cleveland Cavaliers with a 108-85 victory. And, of course, Warriors wrap-up brought to you by Arlo Smart Home Security. That kind of carefree attitude with uh, you know discipline and hard work that goes into it. And I think for me, just in general, it's just an appreciation of everybody that, that you get to play with out there on the floor and what they all mean and, and the value they bring to, to winning a championship. So I don't think any of us take ourselves too seriously, and we just appreciate what we get to do for a living. Now back to Warriors Wrap-Up on the home of the 2018 NBA champions, 95-7 the game. It's always interesting to see how guys react when it's over and they're on that podium. And at one point when they all went down to have their pictures taken, first it was the four. So it was Steph, Clay, Dre, and KD. And then Clay got up and Steph was like, no, 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 no. We got to get Andre in here. And then it was the five took the picture together. Nice. So it just kind of tells you a lot about, you know, because we've seen certain players when they win a championship and it becomes all about them. And they're hugging the trophy and laying with the trophy and kissing the trophy and it's me and this trophy. You don't see the Warriors do that. They're truly a team. They, they are. Although, I got to tell you, <laughs> I, I am, I am uh, not fascinated, but I am ultra curious about what David West is talking about and even Sean Livingston uh, made reference to it everybody in the ev- they're talking the two about veteran guys right two veteran guys are sending out signals that you guys have no idea what went on this year 
talking about talking to the media, and you have no idea how hard this was. And even Sean Livingston at one point said, you know, i got to give a shout-out to Steve Kerr, who's not only a great coach, he's a great psychiatrist, he's a great brother, he's a great this and that, wow. and he put up with a lot of BS this year. And so I, I get the feeling that <laughs> clearly it, it was – you know, it's funny. The Warriors have been talking about, you know, we've been through a lot of adversity this year. And, and yeah, Curry was hurt for 30 games. But I was always thinking to myself, come on, what adversity? I mean, every team's got some injuries. You lost some playoff games. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, they really didn't have a lot of adversity. They had a lot of, adver- of adversity for them for the last four years. Yeah. But now, after what these guys have said – you start to think there must have been some stuff going on that we don't know about. And the bottom line is David West said as much. And it goes – you're right. And it goes back to Steph Curry saying, you know, when they were down 3-2 in game six, they they could have threw in the towel that game. And if there's something going on behind closed doors, to me it would have just been easier for that player or players to throw in the towel and give up. They didn't do that, but it will be. He used the right word, fascinating, to see and hear some of what this team had to deal with, and they still got to the mountaintop. Okay, could be overplayed because emotions are high and you could overplay it, but if if it's not, could maybe affect the offseason a little bit Mm, on how you look at your, your team going forward because here's the deal. Steve Kerr's once again says it after the game how hard it was. Steve Kerr talking what he saved. Not I might not show up until the All Star break. You know, this next regular season, I, I mean, is there going to be a lot of apathy here? I mean, what what, what is it going to be like for these guys as they're trying to now make it five in a row? And this off season, this start you start there. Well, I, I got to tell you, this is this is interesting stuff, and. You got to look at the owner, too, Joe Lacob, all right? He's a gambler. He's literally a gambler. He plays cards, all right, for big money. Uh, But he's also a gambler in terms of taking chances. He's not afraid to take risks. He's proven that. He's also been uh, bold about saying, we look at things in a way other teams don't, and we're ahead of everybody. We're ahead of everybody. Listen, if I, the more I think about it, the more I would not be shocked if the Warriors made a move in the offseason. Mm. Just, you know why? After tonight, after everything I've heard tonight, I feel like I wouldn't be shocked if they made a move in the offseason. And I'm not talking about signing a guy for the mid-level exception. It's time for the play of the game, brought to you by American Express, proud partners of the Golden State Warriors. Draymond Green, the corner to Curry. Curry for three from the left corner with LeBron James right there. Curry with a signature shot here in game four. Steph Curry. A terrific night. 37 points. But when you have a play of the game, you got to have the stop of the game. Stop of the game is also brought to you by Quick Stop Markets. Fill up and load up at Quick Stop. 
10 seconds away from the halfway point of the first quarter. Bad pass, LeBron James stole by Curry. Curry fades to the front, takes the three straight on, knocked it down, looks over at the bench, says, yeah, I am back. <laughs> and I always feel great for Tim Roy. I, I, Jim Barnett, too, but Tim Roy. I mean, Tim Roy, you know, Tim talked tonight about coming here in 1995. He came from the Sacramento Kings and just – when you do games by yourself, and as you mentioned, Matt, when you're not even winning 20 games and you're doing play-by-play play by yourself and you don't have a color guy, that's not – talking about bad basketball every single night is not easy to do. No, it, it turns into almost like announcing baseball where you Bob, start you telling can... some stories between pitches and <laughs> and uh, talk about restaurants around the area, et cetera. So – yeah, Tim and I actually started around the same time because that's when I started covering the Warriors. And we talked a lot about how lousy the team was back then. And I'm happy for him, too. He's uh, he's great at his craft, first of all. And he's, uh, you know, he's he deserves it like all the other people around here who – who went through that stuff with the with the team in the in the 90s and the early 2000s and he's and, and and you know I know it comes across on the air he is a super guy like you get him off the radio there's a lot of there's guys who will play that and then the when the, once the microphone turns off they're not that guy mm. Tim Roy is that guy <laughs> he's one of the best in the business yeah he really is he really on is. and off the mic as we yeah. like to say and it comes across every time you hear him talk and it's uh I, I can't imagine what a wild party they must be having right now in Cleveland. They're not. They're not leaving till tomorrow, right? Right. They're scheduled to land at twelve thirty at Landmark Aviation in Oakland. In fact, the fans are invited to go. Uh, the media will be there, and it's like Warrior fans back in the day. You'd watch the Lakers come back from their title and. The, the Warriors now get greeted at airports by their home fans. Again, it's just it's just crazy the uh, the 180 this team has done in the last uh, 10, 20 years. We are heading back to Cleveland to hear from John Dickinson. What exactly was the party like? You're going to find out right here. Championship edition of Warriors Wrap-Up presented by Arlo Smart Home Security. tougher I think so I think this one we fought this one uh, a lot of stuff you know just dealing with the drag and the long marathon of the season thought we as a group just stuck stuck in there we had a real scare I don't know if he mentioned it yet but we had a real life scare <laughs> that could have been scary for us and uh, we were able to handle it and be professional throughout the year and uh, we won that's ultimately what you want to do now back to Warriors Wrap-Up on the home of the 2018 NBA champions, 95-7 the game. And all the sound from the locker room brought to you by Farah. Check out Farah.com and discover a new way to sell your home that's completely free for sellers. Well, that was kind of odd what David West had to say. And then he told Mark Spears, he said... There was a lot going on behind the scenes that people will be shocked about when it comes out. Y'all got no clue. No clue. That tells you about this team that nothing came out. Life scare and then talking about we don't know about the stuff that was going on. That's just kind of odd. 
that you'd say this. I mean, oh, wait. I mean, you're saying this right after the game. You've just I, won the NBA yeah, I, title. Well, and the other thing is nobody knows what he means. Nobody. And he may, he's making a point of saying that. But it almost seems like we're going to find out at some point. The life scare, that may have been Patrick McCaw. Mm, yeah. McCaw. We don't know that. Um, but, yeah, it's it's certainly a little bit perplexing that, you know, it's perplexing. Yeah, let's go to John Dickinson. John Dickinson, of course, is there in Ohio. J.D., we'll get to the celebration. It's just this stuff is starting to come out. It just seems odd that two veteran players like David West and Sean Livingston would kind of bring this stuff up right after the game or right before the big party celebration. Uh, What did you hear while you were in the locker room? Well, there's a range of emotions that that goes with winning a championship. And I think you you look at, you know, this team having a much more difficult time of things even on the floor this year compared to the last three years. And and a lot of that was their own doing. It was injuries. And, and, you know, they openly said they didn't really care as much in the regular season, that they just wanted to get – to the playoffs and, and try and figure it out and, and be healthy then. So I, I think there's a range of emotions, a flood, uh, a spectrum of up and down things that you think about and are on your mind once you finally clinch a championship. It's not just all about party and Clay Thompson taking a selfie on the stage and, and you know, Jordan Bell maybe being a little intoxicated when he's talking to the media, you know, not that, that far after the game ends, I mean, it's it, it, it's not just all fun and games and party. I mean, these guys have lives. I mean, David West's career may be over with the conclusion of tonight's game. And, and he had said, you know, he hasn't made a decision on that just yet. So I, I think that, that helps a little bit of the background of kind of what these guys are getting at, especially veteran players like West and Livingston that are so big in that locker room. And, yeah, Livingston, I mean, he said point blank that, that Steve Kerr, the job he did was – uh, a counselor, a coach, a father, a psychiatrist, I think, he even threw in there as well as, as the job that Steve Kerr did. And, and, you know, Stephen Curry had high praise for for Steve Kerr and the way he was able to keep everything together. I, I think you're right, Steiny. We're going to find out eventually. And we may all look at it and go, whoa, how did this team keep it together when so many other teams would have crumbled? Yeah, J.D., I, you know, I don't want to – I don't think we want to go down the rabbit hole too far because we really don't know. But, you know, the past few weeks and months when this team was talking about, well, you know, we, we've had a lot of adversity. I, I thought deep down, I mean, have you really had a lot of adversity? I mean, okay, Curry got hurt for 30 games and, and, and Durant got banged up and this guy got banged up. But, and, and, I mean, really? Adversity? You're still having a darn good year, but to me, this tells me that there was something more going on that nobody knew about except the guys in that locker room, and it's it almost, again, I, maybe I shouldn't even, it almost seems like it, it could bleed into the offseason. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's certainly possible. However, what I always tell you when we talk about topics like this, Matt, is when you win – 
you get a you have a greater opportunity of calming down anything that may be wrong. You've got a greater opportunity to fix it because the bottom line is when you win, everybody can look each other in the eye at the end of it all, no matter what happened. If it was personality conflicts, if it was egos, if it was you know off the court things that that maybe bled on the court, whatever it is, there's a myriad of different things it could be without knowing the specifics. But when you win on the final night of the season, yeah, there could still be changes moving forward. But when you win, you've got a greater chance to get everybody in a room, hug each other at the end of it, say, hey, I love you, brother. We got the thing done. And have one year almost carry over to the next with the belief of anything that may have been wrong, it it, it can get brushed aside and pushed aside for the common goal of winning. So I do think there's there's two ways to – to look at it uh, on a night like tonight. J.D., you, as you know, we're at the watch party, and I've heard fans, you know, say they wanted Steph to win the uh, finals MVP. I was fixated on it. I just wanted it to happen for him. He was ultra aggressive tonight with 27 shots, had 37 points. Kevin Durant had 20. Were you shocked that KD won it? Yeah, and he was definitely deserving. But I thought Steph might have had uh, been the leader in the clubhouse. Yeah, I, I wasn't shocked that, that Durant won it. And I think when you get into the statistics, Durant really did have a better series. I mean, Durant had a, a better field goal percentage. Durant had some assist totals that, that really went, I think, under the radar as a whole uh, in the four games that were played. And, and you could make a case that Kevin Durant, other than game one, uh, when LeBron James was the best player on the floor, uh, and other than maybe game two when Stephen Curry was the best player on the floor, that Kevin Durant was the best player on the floor beyond that in the series and maybe even a level above where Curry got to. And nobody touched LeBron James in game one, obviously, but I think there was a significant case to be made. And I think it goes to show that you know a lot of folks looked at this analytically and looked at the numbers of what Kevin Durant put up, maybe more than the sentimental vote, because I got to be honest, mm. I told Steiny all day today, and I was dead wrong. I thought if it was relatively even, that Stephen Curry would get the nod from the media, you know, almost, well, he's close enough. He doesn't have one yet. We'll give it to him. But that didn't happen because Durant was so sound. Uh, as far as the numbers go, and, and so big in a lot of the clutch moments of this series, in particular in Game 3, uh, because the way he played in Game 3 effectively ended the series on Wednesday night. Deja vu, I think is what uh, Clay Thompson said about KD in Game 3, what he did this year, and of course, what he did last year. The Warriors are the champs. The numbers are unbelievable. They have cemented themselves as a dynasty, as one of the great teams in the history of the NBA with their 108-85 victory over the Cavaliers, the ninth sweep in NBA history. We'll continue to talk about it and continue to wrap with J.D. from Cleveland right Right here on Championship Edition of Warriors Wrap-Up, presented by Arlo Smart Home Security. We appreciate what we each bring to the fold, and that's a genuine appreciation for everybody's story, everybody's talent, and how vital each one of us is to the full group and for our success. So it's not just words. It's we come in to work every day. You appreciate who you get to you know suit up with, and that just shows itself in, in, in every aspect of what we do. The Warriors are the 2018 NBA champions. Now back to Warriors Wrap-Up 
on 95.7 The Game. Chris Townsend, Matt Steinmetz, Daryl the Guru Johnson, joined by John Dickinson in Cleveland and J.D., they draw, they join an exclusive group. The Warriors are the fourth different NBA franchise to win at least three titles in a four-year span. That joins the Lakers, the Celtics, and the Chicago Bulls. Pretty incredible company, the, what the Warriors are in now, J.D. Yeah, no, there's, there's no question about it, and I think you could make a case that the Warriors are, are number two all time as far as what they've done over a four-year period. And I've said this the last couple of days, so I won't, I won't get into it in length right now, but I really do think if you want to pick a fourth year for the Bulls at the end of either of their two three-peats, what the Warriors did, if you add up just the last four years with the three championships, you could make a case that it's, it's greater than what that Bulls team did. It's greater than what the Lakers did. Uh, in the 2000s when they three-peated and then, and then lost the, the following year, lost the year previously, the Lakers of the 80s, and then obviously the, the Celtics from way back. Uh, that's the one that you'd probably have to put at number one, winning eight straight championships uh, and 11 out of 13. And then, of course, the Lakers in the George Mikan days as well were in that mix. But I think you could make a case that this is the second most dominant four-year stretch in NBA history. Yeah, it's a good. That's a good point, JD. I I, I hadn't thought about it. Uh, I hadn't thought about it that way. Um, what I, I guess I, I don't. I'm not. I'm not talking about looking ahead in terms of personnel. But the the one thing that I'm thinking about is, you know, this team this year basically made it clear. You know, they weren't going to prioritize the regular season, and it worked out for them. Uh, they they were able to to come through when when the chips were down in the playoffs. Uh, What do you think the regular season has in store for the Warriors and their fans next year? Well, Steve Kerr joked he's not going to show up till what, February next year? Because they're (laughs) not going to listen to him anyway (laughs) at this point. And I I think that's what you're – I think that's what we're looking at as far as next year goes, really. I mean, once you know – once you take it to the extreme that the Warriors took it to this year, and some of it was legitimate injury, but once you take it to that extreme and then you win it, it just reinforces the fact that you can get away with it. So if you're going to bring this same group back again – uh, you know, completely, which I don't think it will be the same group. I do think it'll be the same core four, uh, and maybe Iguodala and Livingston, and, and they try and tweak with the with the rest of it. And maybe they have to make a move on Iguodala or Livingston because those guys are, are making you know so much money based on the contracts they signed last summer. But I, I think if you're going to keep this core together and you go there once, you need some kind of infusion the following year because next year it might be well, you know what. Maybe the two seed is, maybe we maybe we can be the four seed. Maybe you know what? Maybe maybe we don't even have to win fifty games. And then before you know it, you you've developed so many bad habits that you get into a playoff. And eventually, maybe not next year, but eventually, if you do that enough, it winds up biting you. But tonight, I mean, this Warriors team showed and showed throughout the playoffs that they're talented enough to overcome any of that. Uh, and it's awfully difficult for anybody to beat them four out of seven. J.D., when you hear these windows about, you know, the drama and you also hear Kerr say this was the toughest year yet, we know Kerr is a player, won titles in Chicago and San Antonio. 
coached, you know, was coached by two of the best to ever do it. I mean, how much of what he does and brings kept this thing together? I'm basically saying he seems like the perfect coach for this Warrior team just from his experience alone. Yeah, and, and you know what? He's due for an extension, <laughs> to, and, and I think he's going to get an extension because he's entering the, the fifth year of a five-year contract. And I'm a little bit surprised that, honestly, that wasn't done already. Uh, but I think, you know, uh, Steve Kerr's such a, an honorable guy that, that he probably didn't really care at this point until it gets t- down to that, that final year uh, of the deal. I mean, that's typically when franchises – you know, come up with a, a, a hey, we're either going to let you go or we're, we're going to extend you when there's one year left in the deal. Well, that's where Steve Kerr is now, and obviously they're not going to let him go. Uh, so this is the time that you look at an extension and some kind of a raise. But, no, he's he's the perfect coach for this team because he knows when to be hard on them. He knows when to relax. Uh, and he has such a big-picture perspective on injuries and rest and egos because he's played with some of the game's all-time greats. I mean, you think about it. I mean, Michael Jordan was as fierce a competitor and just wanted to destroy you on every level every single night at everything he did. And Steve Kerr played with him, and then Steve Kerr played with Tim Duncan, who was probably the most humble, you know, quietest superstar in recent NBA history. You know, Stephen Curry may have a – he may have a, a conversation about that as well. But Kerr, he just gets personalities, and he knows how to blend people. He knows how to manage people. And, oh, by the way, he's got a pretty good X's and O's staff that, that's able to work their way through potential problems over the long haul of a series. And, and that's just been – it's just been – it's been beautiful to watch, frankly, uh, the way they've orchestrated a lot uh, of the things that have been thrown at them or that they've thrown at themselves along the way. We as sports fans, we love to watch the celebrations, right? And we love seeing on TV when these guys just, they let it all hang out and they're doing the champagne and I'm hearing Swaggy P was running through the hallways and saying he's going to run for president and throwing champagne around. What was this celebration like for this team compared to the other ones you've covered? I think this one initially was a little bit tame, but you also have the you have the first timers, you know Nick Young with maybe the line of the night saying that he went from getting snitched on to putting a ring on, which is which is pretty hilarious. <laughs> How long do you think he worked on that? He was he, that, that one was choreographed. I think he was thinking that about that one before he signed with the Warriors yes. because he realized he was going to have such a an opportunity <laughs> to win a championship. But no, Nick Young was really enjoying it. And but again, nobody enjoys it more than Clay Thompson. I mean, my goodness, nobody was enjoying it more than Clay Thompson. I mean, you get him, you know, kind of Clay unplugged, saying he would have played on a broken leg, and then he realizes he said that he would have played on a broken leg, and he kind of th- corrects himself, and he's thinking. Uh, well, maybe that would have been difficult for me to do. He's trying to take pictures. I think he was FaceTiming somebody and trying to take a selfie on the podium uh, with Iguodala up there and Draymond Green up there and Kevin Durant wound up coming up there. He's, he's, you know, he's drinking beers. He's having a good time. He's running around. Uh, so Nick Young and, and, and Clay Thompson are most visibly enjoying it. But I got to be honest, there's one guy that I think enjoys it. Uh, and Draymond, you have to throw him in there. But the one guy that I think enjoys it more – than maybe we realize or give him credit for is Stephen Curry. 
Uh, I, I think there's such a relief and a joy, and you know, I think this is when maybe a little bit of that edge comes out in him of the people that said he couldn't be this or that or be a champion or an MVP or little things. And, and I think he really relishes moments like tonight, regardless of whether he gets the MVP or not. But just to win a third championship, I mean, he's got as many rings as LeBron James. Wow. He's got as many yeah. championships as LeBron James. All these guys do, obviously, minus Durant, the, of the core players. Uh, but it, it, I think he really soaks it all in and enjoys it and embraces it, maybe in a different way than Clay or Nick Young. But I, I think he's got an appreciation level of for it as high as anybody on this roster. JD, you were talking about this four-year run and how it it may you could make a case it's it's one of the greatest four-year runs of all time. But if you if you go inside it, you know, two years ago or last year rather, they were. Uh, no, two years ago, they were down 3-1 to Oklahoma City. Uh, they got taken to seven games this year by the Houston Rockets. How, you know, how how much far ahead, I know things are going to change, but how much far ahead are they of other teams in the league, uh, are they? Do, do, do you think they're, I mean, is that gap closing and is it closing fast enough that that this thing could Maybe this could be the last championship for the team, or, or do you think they have more, you know, enough room for error that they could still get it done that way? No, I, I think there's room for them to still get it done. And I mean, coming into this season, I thought, okay, the next two seasons, meaning this year and next year, when they have the the core players locked up for, obviously that assumes Durant stays and Curry was going to get his extension, which he did. And, and Clay Thompson had two years left on his contract. Now he's got one. Draymond Green's under contract for the next two years. So to, to me, I added it up, and I thought, all right, well, the next two years, meaning this year that just ended and next year, the Warriors are the, the, the big dog favorite. I'd be shocked if they didn't win both of those years. I, I don't think next year's a lock by any means. However, the one thing I will say is – I think the Cavaliers, to a certain extent, and certainly the Rockets, are kicking themselves because they both believed that this Warriors team was vulnerable, especially the Rockets. They, they believed that they could beat the Warriors this year, and maybe that would have been a defeat that could have changed the course of future years in terms of the Warriors' dominance. I'll go back to kind of something I was talking about earlier. I think once you win it, you get an opportunity to reset. And now where maybe Houston closed the gap and Boston's getting closer with their, their injuries and maybe there's some other teams that are, that are lining up a little bit behind those teams, wherever LeBron goes is going to be in the mix. But what's interesting to me, guys, is now that the Warriors have won it, knowing that the gap has been closed, that means the Warriors have this summer to re-extend the gap over those teams it almost becomes a missed opportunity for them and you never know if the Warriors get a bunch of things right this offseason they may create an even greater gap than they're wound up being this year so I think it's twofold yeah because you know you just I'm thinking out loud well how's Houston gonna get better Okay, well, LeBron. they're talking about LeBron. Well, but they're going to have to jump through hoops to get him there. I mean, that's going to be 
very, very difficult. But yeah, okay, they they could theoretically get get LeBron. You know, is Boston if they get Hayward and Irving back? Are are they? Are they there? Well, we're going to have to kind of wait and see all about uh, those kind of things. But I, I do think I do think you're right. I do think you're right that uh, th- that the Warriors just they have a chance now to actually get better. They could be better next year than this year because who's to say they won't get somebody with their mid level or or even make a trade that that makes them better. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with that. I mean, I, I think the Warriors know. You say this all the time, Matt. You know, teams know, and things are farther along than, than we all know. And I think that's a, it's a great perspective to have. And I think maybe you saw a little bit of that come out in the, in the comments that we were talking about earlier with David West and, and Sean Livingston, where there was more going on behind the scenes than met the eye or than anybody knew. But, again, I come back to when you win it, you have an opportunity to regather, and you're right. The Warriors could be better next year, or at least better equipped for the long haul, which puts them in a better playoff position than they were, you know, to be able to control things, you know, from from the first, second, third rounds moving forward, having home court advantage, you know, maybe being able to rest players more, but still get that top seed, maybe have a more balanced roster, which would help them against some of those teams that that now play smaller and, and want to switch everything. So I, I think the rest of the league may look back at this year and think this was an opportunity to get the Warriors. And even if they get better, meaning the other teams, the Warriors could re-extend that gap to where nobody can quite touch them still, and it leads to another championship. J.D., you let me know if this is an overreaction, but I, I've been thinking about this since the end of the game. Now, it's two years in a row that KD has hit a big shot on the biggest stage in in the NBA. And I know the Warriors' motto is strength in numbers, and Steph Curry's the face of the Warriors. I get that. But do you think with what Kevin Durant has done on the stage the last two years that he's transitioning into this team's closer role? Yeah, he can be the closer. I don't ever think he's going to be the face of the franchise, if, if that's kind of what you're getting at. I mean, that's that's Stephen Curry all the way because Stephen Curry was drafted by the Warriors. Stephen Curry w- was there for some bad times. Uh, Stephen Curry is the darling and the, the face of this franchise, uh, and, and I don't think that's going anywhere. But as far as a closer goes, yeah, I mean, it's just it's two different options. I mean, Curry has the ability to do it, but Durant is such a matchup nightmare Mm. in terms of his ability to score from three his ability to drive you his ability to shoot over you really I mean that's what it boils down to his ability to shoot over you uh you know because he's a seven footer that has the guard like skills and great (laughs) shooting ability you can't defend him so at the end of the game when the chips are down you go to him you know he's going to be able to get maybe a more quality shot off than a guy like Curry who's smaller and you can blitz him and take the ball out of his hands or try and be physical with him. I mean, Durant, yeah, you could make a case that he's he, he's a closer. I mean, you could make a case he finished the two most important finals wins of the last two years, yeah. the two game threes, which, which again, effectively ended the series, one and four and, and one last year and five. Yeah, I, 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 thought, the, I thought it was a good question by Guru and, and the – the question I wonder is, you know, we always say, well, well, it's Curry's, Curry's the Curry, you know, 
Draymond's the emotion and Clay's the quiet guy. And But I wonder if it's possible that in the not-too-distant future we might be saying, well, it's it, – Curry might be the face, but it, we all know it's Durant's team. He's the best player on this team. I wonder if that that might be something that kind of comes out of this in the next couple years. I'm not I'm not saying he is or he isn't, but you know he's got two Finals MVPs now, and he's 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 added a dimension to this team that's taken him to a level that you know hasn't been able to be touched yet. No, there's a, I mean they don't win the last two championships. They flat out don't win the last two championships if they don't have Kevin Durant, in my mind. And they sure as heck don't win them if Kevin Durant's playing on one of their competitors. I mean, think right. about that. I mean, if Kevin Durant's with the Celtics or Kevin Durant stays with Oklahoma City or maybe Durant somehow winds up in Houston, you know, maybe they don't get Chris Paul, but they get they get Durant somehow, you know, because the Rockets are always trying to get somebody. So, no, I, I, I think – you can definitely make that case that they wouldn't wouldn't have won the last couple of years without him, and they might not win the next couple of years without him playing at this level. I do think it's it's still we're still a ways down the line before we start looking at you know well this is Durant's team. I think th- those things kind of take care of themselves. I mean, there was a point where you know it was always Tim Duncan's team, but Tim Duncan clearly wasn't the best player on that team. I don't think we're quite to that point yet, though. JD, you got to get up bright and early and do a show with Steiny in the morning. Yeah, sounds good. It's going to be a lot of fun, and I, I understand Guru's going to be joining us too for yeah. a oh, really? special edition. Special edition, <laughs> eight to noon tomorrow. Great work, buddy, in Ohio. Uh, it's probably too late, probably to go grab a cold one, but uh, we'll see you on Tuesday for the parade. Sounds good, guys. And uh, look, veteran move. I stocked up. Of course, of course. He's a per- saying, he's saying a his, professional. Saying his first finals. Uh, you're the best, JD. In Take Cleveland. care, buddy. <laughs> All right, we'll talk to you. I think one thing we can guarantee is we're not going to see this matchup for a fifth time. And I'm happy. Yeah, this will be the I last time. I, I wouldn't say that yet. Uh, I wouldn't say that yet. I would bet on it. Well, I would all. I would. Believe it or not, I would take the. If you're telling me the Warriors are the field next year, I would take the field. No way, Stein. yeah, I would for sure, absolutely. And the other thing is, I, you know, I, I actually think it's not outside the realm of possibility. Uh, LeBron could stay in Cleveland. It's because of what Mark Spears told us on the show. Um, it's going to be really hard for LeBron to to go somewhere other than the Lakers because they have cap money. So. The, the Cavaliers do have a pick, a high pick, and it's, it's, it's probably more reasonable that they could bring in a Paul George than LeBron go somewhere like to Houston. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And lose so, half and, their and, team. And, you know, and if you and, put Paul and, George on this on the Cavs, then what do you have? You know, I don't, I don't know. Is it, is it good enough? Is it better? I don't know. Well, and then there's uh, maybe he doesn't want to do what he did to Cleveland last time. Yeah, and the Cavs need a point guard. That could be Chris Paul. I wouldn't take Chris Paul right now. I'm, I'm not that I'm done with Chris Paul. He uh, he's still up, he's still yeah. a hell of a player, but the the in, he's he's, He'll take he's you injury to the altar prone. and yeah yeah he's break your prone. heart at the worst time. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's been an incredible year, guys. It's it really been incredible. Has. It's not over. Obviously, you guys are going to be mean? you're going to be back tomorrow. 
Oh. And then we're back for the parade. The three of us will be together oh, sure. for the parade. Thanks thought for you, having me. I thought you meant it was a best of nine or something. <laughs> <laughs> Lucas, what a great job he did. Alex, also what they did for us here on Warriors warm-up and wrap-up throughout the year. Guys back there, we totally appreciate it. But we're not done yet. No, we're not. This, this thing keeps rolling. <laughs> Love it. Well, I mean, we're done here. I mean, the great Tim Jordan, too. Uh, thank you. Yeah. I mean, you're going to thank. Alex Scott and Lucas, but you're not going to say. Well, Tim Jordan. I mean, he always knows. He's don't forget Jesse the Moore the right business. behind us. That's true. Jesse was. Uh, th- he <laughs> didn't do anything. Uh, <laughs> we're going to be back for the parade, but more importantly, ninety-five-seven. The game's not going to Fox well, Sports Radio. No. Kolsky and Butcher up next from midnight to 3. Taking your phone calls. Keep them company late night. 888-957-9570. That's 888-957-9570. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the championship edition of Warriors Wrap-Up. And we'll see you all Tuesday at the parade. Up next, Kolsky and the Butcher Boy on the home of the Warriors. That's 95.7 The Game. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.